1: Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition
2: powered. Seat belts fastened. Shift drive. Twin Cities Sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL broadcast studios. This is the Ride with Roycey.
1: Going the distance. He's going for the distance. here. All right. Come on up, coach. Uh, you can make her. You can make her. What you? Oh, yeah. There was a. Uh, there was some. Uh, cows we had a. We had a here. cow. A
3: Scottish cow, cow. here and on
1: the not, stage. Don't earlier. blame me. Can you get around it, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Thibodeau is here. Thank you, sir. This is Manny Hill. Say hello to Manny. How you doing, Tim? How you doing, Coach? Good to see you. Uh, making the rounds today. Have you found any uh, fine food items?
2: Uh, not yet, but I I plan on my exit to hit several booths.
1: <laughs> That's good. Do you uh, have you, how many? Was last year your first one or yeah, you yeah first sir, ever? Yeah, huh?
2: yeah I got I have a better plan this year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is uh, it is an amazing slice of Americana, sir. Oh, it's
2: unbelievable, it? and it's such a uh, big part the fabric of the state. But it's it's hard to believe, like all the people, like two hundred thousand people, and yeah all the people watching.
1: And yeah, Monday's like a small crowd which is uh, 100,000 or something yeah, like that. I just
2: <laughs> had my nephews in town. And I was trying to explain to them like what it's like and it's almost it, you can't describe it. You know, you have to be here. So, so did you never did you never come out to
0: the front when you were no, coaching the first time no, with the
2: Wolves? Yeah, no. You never made it out. So last year I was amazed and then, you know, this year it's just you know, like you come back and it's it's hard to believe and I was listening to the radio and they were saying 220,000 on Saturday, I was like, "That's an unbelievable
1: amount of people." <laughs> so, uh, did you uh, give yourself a week or ten days off this summer? What's uh, oh, you yeah. had any relaxed time?
2: Yeah, uh, August was great. It was a chance to get away, so I went back to Connecticut, and uh, I, we, uh, my family and I, stayed uh, on the shore for about ten days, and it was great. And then I, I went out to L.A. and spent some time out there as well.
1: So have you uh, went and hung out with any uh, coaches talking hoops uh, since the summer league? Or yeah, do you, when yeah. you go to L.A., do you talk to Doc or what do you uh,
2: do? Yeah, every, every time I do go to L.A., I, you know, I get together with Doc. And so that's always good. And, you know, yeah, I talk to uh, Jeff Van Gundy quite often, uh, Coach K. So, you know, we, we run ideas by each other and that sort of thing. Poor
1: Coach K. I think uh, one of those freshmen of his was late, rated as low as tenth in the country, wasn't he? That was the bottom. The bottom. I think he got four of the top ten on this team, doesn't he?
2: Yeah. No. It, the the funny thing is when he took over Team USA, everyone said it would be a negative; it would take away from his recruiting, and it did anything but. You know, so every year he just you know he gets great players. He's he's a great coach. He's a great person. Great leader. Uh, and it's amazing that he continues to, you know, go at the pace that he goes at.
1: Uh, Popovich must uh, think he's going to hang with it a little uh, longer because he's going to take over the Olympic team, and, you know, Pop's not the youngest guy in the world. No, uh, it's
2: great. I think it'll be a great transition to, uh, I think, uh, Mike and uh, Jerry colangelo they put a lot of things in place, and uh, Pop is the, the perfect guy to take it over, and he'll do a terrific job.
1: What do you think of the Western Conference since this off season? It's a killer. Uh,
2: <laughs> it'll be a it'll, it'll be a slugfest every night. The Lakers and have improved, I think, significantly. <laughs> yes. Some guy they yeah. up some guy in the off season. So, and, and not only them, but even the teams that were at the bottom last year, uh, they added significant players. When you look at a Dallas, they added DeAndre Jordan. Uh, you know, Phoenix getting the number one player in the in the draft and signing Ariza. Uh, so you have uh, the winds are, are going to be very difficult each and every night. Uh, Memphis gets Conley back and yeah. Gasol, and you, you know, like all of a sudden, you know, you're looking w- where the wind's going to come from, and, and it just tells you you have to be ready every night, and you're going to have to be ready right from the start of the season.
1: So when you uh, when you look back and then look ahead this year, the the ones that, the ones that got away last year, some of them are going to get away against. Uh, what should be lesser opponents but you probably can't have quite as many of those uh, next year uh, well next i think season. it holds
2: true the thing that makes the uh, nba different than just about every other league is the amount of games yes so you know oftentimes you, you you'll see a funny score and if you dug deep enough you'd see that maybe one team is playing the, their seventh game in 11 days and the other team is sitting there and they've had three days off and it doesn't matter that they're below 500 if you're traveling and getting in at four in the morning and it's a back-to-back that's going to be a very difficult game to win particularly if you have a key player out and so i think every team has those games now we won a lot of games that maybe we shouldn't have won and we swept several teams in the west which is very unusual and very difficult to do i believe we swept uh, the lakers the uh the clippers uh dallas new orleans uh, and so those teams are a lot better this year. That's going to be very, you know, it's going to be a, a lot harder to do. And so uh, I think being ready every night, uh, when you look at, uh, you know, all the teams in the West, uh, your health is going to be critical also.
1: How did you come out on the back-to-backs? I didn't really uh, investigate the schedule much. You, uh, big number, same number?
2: Uh, we're, we're, I believe we're at 13, and we have three home-and-homes, which is unusual so it's a little bit better. It's gone down the last two years. We've reduced the miles. We still have some tough stretches of, uh, you know, unusual back-to-backs. We have New Orleans three times on back-to-backs, so that that's a little bit unusual. Um, and you're concerned about changing time zones, which we do often. So how we manage that will be critical. And you guys are in a
0: in a tough situation with the division, too, because you guys have Portland and Denver and Utah, and you guys have to, I mean, that's, you guys have to travel probably more for road, for
2: in-division road games more than anybody else and, in the league. And what we did last year quite a bit was we went out west, and then we would come back play one game in Minneapolis and then go to the East Coast. And oftentimes it would be like Florida. And when we went there, we never would play Atlanta, Miami, and Orlando on the same trip. So we did it three separate times. Mm-hmm. And the, it just adds up your mileage. And so trying to manage that is critical. I think the big thing for us, was last year winning 47 games i was very proud of the team uh we finished one game out of fourth uh and jimmy missed the, the last 23 games of the season but the big thing was i thought the chemistry with uh jimmy cat and wig was great when those guys played together our record was 27 and 10 in the west
1: what uh what's uh jimmy's uh health situation okay
2: yeah he's good now he's in actually when i was out in la i had a chance to visit with him he's you know and the the one thing that's great about Jimmy is every year he adds something significant to his game and so he, he's worked extremely hard on uh, his conditioning is unbelievable but he's worked a lot on his left hand, and so I think that that's going to be very valuable to him this year.
1: The uh, Quite a uh, firestorm on Twitter when they saw him with a little wrap on his hand when he was practicing at uh, Pepperdine. Uh, we don't have a broken hand or anything there, do
2: we? No, no, he's fine. Yeah, Social media special, Patrick, you know that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take – well – I've, I've talked to you about this, but it's amazing what be, before the NFL starts getting serious, between the end of the NBA playoffs and the uh, you know, middle of August, NBA rumors carry ESPN and everybody else. It's uh, who's going to change? Who's going here? Who's not happy? It's, it's incredible.
2: Yeah, but, and the headlines always amazing. Because that that gets you, and then you read, and and it's never a quote from the player. It's always a source close to the player, which, you know, who knows if if it's anything close to the truth. And that's the problem with, I think, social media. A lot of stuff that gets put out is, is just not accurate.
1: Who uh, is that? Is there any uh, when the facility's open and guys start showing up and shooting, uh, practicing, not practicing, but just
2: just yeah. shooting
1: around, running around, getting in shape? You had much of that this summer.
2: Our young guys have been here almost all summer, and we just gave them this last week off. They'll be back right right after uh, Labor Day. Uh, the veterans uh, that they, they're in and out. Most of them are staying in L.A. now. Uh, Taj goes back and forth to, from New York to L.A. Uh, Jeff Teague is more more or less in Indianapolis all summer. So, but uh, and they'll come out, come in per- periodically. Uh, Andrew comes in, uh, spends some time here, or some time in Toronto.
0: What are your What are your early thoughts on Josh and Cadea, especially the two
2: uh, two rookies you got coming in? Yeah, we were real excited to get them just because of their attributes. They're high character guys, are very intelligent, hardworking. Uh, and they're long and athletic, and they can play multiple positions. And those are the type of things that we were looking for. Uh, there's a big learning curve going from college to, to the pros, particularly on a good team. I think if you go to a bad team, there's an opportunity to play more early on. So we'll see where they are in the preseason. But I like the way they work. I think they hit, they'll they get better and better. Uh, and I think they can help us.
1: Did uh, you like that three guard uh, situation uh, that you, you broke out late in the season in the playoffs with Rose and Tyus? Uh, who's uh, you, you got a third guard in mind yet, or are you gonna find that out?
2: No, I think you know the big thing is like I, when I was in L.A. I had an opportunity to visit with Derek, uh, and this is the first summer in the last five years he hasn't had to do rehab. Really, so he's in great shape, and you know, Derek's a former MVP, and he's only 29 years old. People forget that. And uh, I think he'll have a great year for us.
1: But uh, you, you like the third? Yeah, I, li-
2: setup. I, I liked what we did when, when you know, particularly. Uh, I mean, there's times we can have Tyus, Jeff Teague, and Derek on the floor with Jimmy mm-hmm. or Andrew, and Carl. Like, the, I like guys that can play multiple positions. Ben. I think Jimmy plays uh, four positions. Andrew plays four positions. Carl basically can play four positions. Uh, Playing the two point guards together gives you more speed, uh, and if you put three out there, then the speed is over the top.
1: And you were saying that uh, the teams are more likely to go at you small, way more likely to go at you small than big these days. Yeah, right?
2: like most teams now. You have, I think I do think you have to do both, and and oftentimes what we're seeing is teams start big and then go small. So you and th- that's one of the things that Taj gives us. When teams go small, we don't have to go small. We can pound you, and so Tosh has great feet, and he can guard four positions, and that's the advantage of having him.
1: What? Uh, tell me about uh, the non-league uh, guy you signed. He's uh, he made a lot of threes in Europe.
2: He sure did, and he was the best shooter overseas. He shot fifty-five percent, uh, <laughs> and he, and we liked everything about him in terms of uh, where he is age-wise. We think he's still getting better and better. What is he? Twenty-four or five? No, twenty-eight. You know, okay, yeah. So he's been around and. He, and he's gotten a lot better. So the versatility, playing multiple positions, uh, we think that's a big plus for us. What can you tell
0: us about mm-hmm. Justin Patton? How's he feeling uh, with the latest thing this yeah, summer? He's
2: coming along well, and I think the important thing for us uh, was to be patient. So he still hasn't been fully cleared. He's doing uh, you know quite a bit more on the court, uh, but he hasn't been cleared for contact yet. We're, go- we're hopeful that he'll be ready for training camp. So this year will basically be like his rookie year, but we think he's got a huge upside. So uh, we're excited about him, and uh, but we also know that there's a big learning curve going forward.
1: Twelve minutes of him against a guy like Gobert would uh, make life a lot easier for Cat, I would think. Huh? Well, would and,
2: and we still, and, and I think Gorgie's going to have a great year this year. Okay. I, I just, you know, uh, we had a good talk at the end of the season, uh, and I think we, we need him to have a big year, and I think he will.
1: So you think his attitude's okay too, huh? He's yeah. Fine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So he was, uh, you know, there was Gorgie's unhappy stuff was, uh, you know, probably just had to get used to not playing yeah, as I much, that, but you're ready for him. Yeah, and I think him he, on the court more. That
2: he's important for the team. You know, mm-hmm. our bench is going to be critical. I think it could be a huge strength for us. Uh, you know, last year our starters were terrific. They were third in offensive efficiency and seventh in defensive efficiency, and our bench was fifth in offensive efficiency and 30th in defensive efficiency. So, obviously, we know the area that we have to improve upon, uh, in, and I think we will.
1: Tom, is it uh, done, or is there still, uh, somebody, uh, there's still some veterans out there trying to uh, get more than the minimum, and maybe reality will hit here?
2: Yeah, there's still quite a few players unsigned, and mm-hmm. uh, I think in the next couple of weeks, I think that will start to change. I think pe- you know, people have open gym after Labor Day, so mm-hmm. it gives you a chance to get some guys in. You get a look at them and something there's something there that you think fits you may may sign them then
1: some people uh i i don't know they uh, i think they expected more but uh it's funny you talked about social media the public uh certainly the ticket buyers responded last year i think most sellouts since the second or third year or something yeah it
2: was great and we certainly appreciated it and we saw how important the home court was in that last game against denver uh but there were 18 sellouts uh the building was a lot of fun i think winning is fun Uh, you know, when you go back to 2004 and then you have all those losing seasons, I think, you know, fans want to see winning basketball. They see a team play hard, play well, play tough. Uh, The emotion of the building was special. It was we had a great home court advantage and I know our players and our organization certainly appreciate that. Do you think
1: a second year together, Jimmy and uh, Andrew will uh, have a better uh, way to play off each other? Yeah,
2: well, the, you know, here's the thing. And everyone said this when we made the move for Jimmy, that it wouldn't work. And it was anything but the truth. The fact of the matter is you've got two huge wings. So one of them is always going to have an advantage. So uh, we were, you know, fourth in uh, – in offensive efficiency i think we broke 13 offensive franchise records last year so obviously it worked and we had uh carl was all nba and jimmy was all nba now th- sometimes what gets lost is the better your team is uh the more you have to sacrifice in boston uh when I, when i was there in 08 uh pierce was the guy that was there and then we acquired ray allen and then we, of course acquired kg and all three of those guys averaged in the mid-20s the year before. When they came to Boston, they averaged in the, in the high teens. They all sacrificed, but the team won. And that was, that's the most important statistic. So when you look back to last season, Jimmy uh, averaged less than he did the year before. Carl averaged less than he did the year before. And Andrew did. So, but the big thing is Andrew and Carl and Jimmy also won more games than they, they did the year before. So the important thing is the winning part.
1: Andrew uh, can shoot the ball better, though, can he, than this? Well, here's the
2: thing about Andrew. Uh, He's sort of a lightning rod, and obviously we want every one of our players to get better. But uh, Andrew has scored uh, as many points in four years as there's only six other players in the history of the NBA that that have scored the same amount of points as Andrew has in his first four years. So it's not like this guy hasn't accomplished anything. <laughs> you know, some, and sometimes people lose sight of that.
1: And missed one game, I believe, in yeah, four the dur- years, the, the, and, bur- and Chad has missed none.
2: Yeah, and that, that's, you know, the durability factor for both of those guys is, uh, is great, as is, and the same thing holds true for Tyus.
1: Well, I've said that the people who uh, sometimes uh, read uh, Andrew's body language. I said, oh, you know, if he really had this issue, he probably wouldn't play 82 games every year. You know, there's uh, plenty of injuries to be had.
0: And he got better defensively, too. I think that's what gets lost because everybody's looking at what he, you know, the, the per game average in, in points this year went down. But he got better as a defender than he was the year before.
2: Right. His minutes didn't go down. And also, when you think about the efficiency of the first unit, to be third in offense and seventh in defense, that's a major improvement. And to play defense in the NBA, it takes five people. So the the, the starters were, were very good defensively.
1: Uh, you see those two little blonde kids down there? Uh, those are the grandkids right there, uh, Coach. Those all are, right. The, those are the grandkids. But here's the bad news. They're both hockey players. Oh, they've, no. Boy, they've been <laughs> won over in Woodbury. They're hockey players. Hey, Tom, thanks for stopping by, sir, and we will uh, see you uh, when practice starts.
2: Thank you. Thanks all right. for having me.
1: Tom Thibodeau, the uh, coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves and general manager. Thank you, sir. Uh, it's getting a little cloudier here. Let's Let's all stay safe. Debs looks raring to go, there, Manny. He looks good. I think he's uh, lost a couple. Yeah, he does look like he
0: looks lost good. a little bit of weight. I think uh, when you have a, you know, a successful season like they did last year, it takes the stress off a little bit. You know what?
3: Speaking of that, Manny, I'm ashamed of you. I'm really disappointed in Why you. Why is that? You had the coach on here for 17 minutes. Because I didn't ask him about minutes? No, 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 no. I don't <laughs> care about that. And not once did you try your Tibbs impersonation on no, the coach. I didn't, you know what? I didn't even
0: think about Come on. It. That's your golden even, opportunity. Maybe we'll get him on the podcast. <laughs>
1: well, we'll... Because your Tibbs impersonation is good. <laughs>
3: yes, it is pretty good,
1: Uh, But I ran into Zagoda up at the Star Tribune building, and he and Tibbs went out and had a goodbye lunch because Zagoda's uh, Zagoda's uh, giving up the beat. And he and Suhan had uh, dinner, I think. I did not know this. Jerry's leaving the paper? No, no, he's staying at the paper. But he's 11 years on the beat is all a man can take. So he's uh, moving on to other duties. Got it.
3: Jerry
0: finally got himself a playoff season for the Wolves. Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: He covered him the first four years and didn't have a playoff season. Then he covered him 10 here and didn't have a playoff season. And his 15th year, that five-game playoff series wore him out. (laughs) uh, That was was the end of him. So, uh, anyway, yeah, he looks a little looser, so let's see. Of course, last year he was jovial out here. Yeah, he just traded
0: for Jimmy. And
1: then, uh, (laughs) you know, once the season starts, it's a grind for Coach Tibbs because he – He coaches 82 games like Mike Zimmer coaches 16. That's the problem, right? (laughs) He puts the same into 82, and that takes a lot out of you. Johnny, do we have a sports update? Oh,
4: I can throw some stuff at you. We don't have a
1: Twins lineup because they're not playing. That's
4: correct. They're off today, and then uh, they're on the road starting tomorrow for nine games. Uh, Cleveland starts the road trip. Before they come back home, they'll head to Texas to play the Rangers and the Astros. Uh, Astros, of course, tonight, uh, they got the big series with uh
1: Yes, Oakland, and so. Oakland uh, risked uh, using a call-up from the Miners, Bassett, to start against yep. the Twins so they could have Brett Anderson pitch the first game of that series. Johnny, did you get to watch much of the weekend series?
4: I saw bits and pieces, didn't see a lot. Did you
1: ever see a guy try to lift like Chris Davis. It's unbelievable. <laughs> he basically gets down on his back knee and swings straight up in the air. And it's the damnedest, wildest swing I've ever seen in my life. I happened to run into Eddie Gardano last night, and I was talking about it. He says, man, if he hits one off you, it's your fault. He said. <laughs> he said, if you throw it in that wheelhouse, he's uh, gonna, he's ready to hit it. And
3: you know, Pat, you were uh, I shared this with the boys on Friday. I'm all in on Oakland, and I was very happy to see they took three or four from the Twins. I know we're supposed to want the Twins to succeed. Yeah. To hell with them. I want Oakland to God win the World Series hit, this year. Gosh, they can hit the that. That Chapman, of by the way, that Chapman's going to be. Oh, he's, he's a, phenomenal. He man. is a, a really, really good, good ball, good ball player. player.
0: One
1: more year, and they'll trade him. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs>
0: I, I have one minor complaint with the Oakland A's, though, gentlemen. It's Jed Lowry and the double-flap helmet. <laughs>
3: no. I can't get over. It's like
0: you're not in high school, and you're not, you're not playing minor league ball anymore. You're in the big leagues, and you've been in the big leagues That is a very t-
3: town ball-related yeah, thing, wearing the double-flap
0: he, he helmet. Looks
1: like he looks like yeah. he's yeah. playing high in the, school ball. He's in the 20s with home runs, though, right? Yeah, right, he he's having hit. a great yeah. season.
4: Yeah. There, is, uh, there was a Bob Nightingale tweet a little bit ago. Uh, apparently, they came out to take batting practice and stuff, uh, the Astros, and they are wearing T-shirts that say, Dream Crushers. So oh, oh,
1: really? for the A's dream wow. season, uh, wow. <laughs> wow. why would you do that? I don't know. Why would you get the other team uh, more inspired? Give some incentive. I'm
3: sorry, Johnny. Know. Did you say this is in Houston or is this yeah, in, a, Houston. Okay. It's in Houston? Okay,
1: in Houston. Okay, Houston is uh, better with uh, the little man in the lineup again. Yeah, uh, Al <laughs> Doobie. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Twins, one other thing:
4: Michael Pineda. They were hoping he'd pitch in September. Mm. They're not sure now. Bad uh, knee. Yeah, he's having a right knee examination today, also having an MRI. They have not released any results yet. Uh, he was scheduled to pitch for Rochester on Sunday, but had to cancel that because of problems with the knee. The twin signed Beneta, to a two-year $10 million deal. Uh, expecting him to spend this season rehabbing from Tommy John's surgery. He has thrown a combined 12 innings at three minor league levels this year. Uh, had that MRA, uh, MRI done, like I said today, but uh, no word.
1: Paid him two this year and eight next year. Yeah. And uh, basically, when you look at it, they got Gibson, they got Barrios. They going to bring back Oda Rizzi? <laughs> God, and, I hope and, not. And they <laughs> got Pineda.
0: They want 45 Who's your starters? Days? Yeah,
1: yeah. Who's yeah. your starters for next year? They might have to bring back Oda Rizzi.
4: A uh, quick uh, couple of football notes. Vikings picked up Brett Jones from the Giants over the weekend. He's a center. Uh, they traded a 2019 seventh round pick I for him. I
1: think Pat Elfline might never play again, though.
3: I'm getting a really <laughs> bad vibe about this because, you know, Trader Rick, he don't like giving up those draft picks regardless of when they well, are. Did he give
1: up a draft pick? Well, seventh rounder. But,
3: but this is a bad sign if they're actually going out and making acquisitions for guys. Elf Line isn't going to be ready in time for the season opener. They're already down two other starters. I don't know. 0 16th. I'm done. I'm you know, out.
0: Well, you know. <laughs> I think you ought
1: to uh, mention something that's never been said on this station previously. What's that? They should have drafted an offensive lineman in the first <laughs> round <laughs> instead of Mike Hughes.
3: By the way, panic Judd was in is, full panic was today. He in panic oh, yeah. oh, it today. was four hours about the kicker. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's right.
1: He was so happy when the kicker missed two. Did they both go left? I know the first yes, one they went left. They both
3: missed left, I believe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Judd wanted them to uh, what was his Bring remedy? Back Kai? No, he wanted uh, he said that they should have signed a guy like Sebastian Janikowski <laughs> for the job. <laughs> well I did like Carlson's quote where he said, Well I knew exactly what they did wrong
4: on the first kick but I did it again on the second <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, then why'd okay. you do it again?
1: Yeah. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Why can't he make that kick every time?
1: You know, that's like me. I knew I was a mistake when I ate two-thirds of that pizza, but I did it again the next
0: time. <laughs> right.
4: right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Vikings' last preseason game is Thursday against the Titans
3: on the road. You just gave me a flashback <laughs> to the great Ray Rhodes quote. I was yeah, I, sure I was going to do that do again. That
1: again. <laughs> That'll never be repeated, no. even on the no. last day at the no. fair. No. No. Oh.
4: Odell Beckham Jr. agreed to a five-year extension with the New York oh, he Giants did. today. Yep. I missed this. Makes him the highest-paid wide receiver in football. Three-time Pro Bowl receiver can receive a maximum ninety-five million over the course of the deal. Wow!
1: Six, What's the guarantee?
4: Sixty-five mil. Sixty-five is guaranteed money.
1: Put sixty-five mil in that lad's pocket and look the hell out, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
4: Beckham is set to make 8.4 million on the fifth-year option of his rookie deal. The agreement reworks Beckham's 2018 contract into a 1.459 million-dollar salary with a 20 million-dollar signing bonus. The Giants save three million against the cap. I'll Here's tell
1: you bad. what, Mom could he could buy Mom a nice house in Wyndham if yep. she wanted to go back to uh, home. Man, does she Fort still live here, Pat? Oh no, God! No. Oh, okay. She, was, okay. she uh, was the she was a track star at LSU. That's where she hooked up with Odell Beckham Sr. They never were married. but uh, And then she was the track coach at LSU for a while, and now she's at Nichols State as the track coach. How uh, does that? cause the Giants? Money are, the Giants, do they have money? That's a
3: lot. I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong, but that's a lot of money for a wide receiver. They're paying Eli still, aren't they? Yeah, Boy, he's good, though, pretty. Reavers. He yeah, is, he is okay. good. Don't get me wrong. He is, mean, he is good. Here's
0: what I want to know, though, with him. I've always wondered this since he's been in the league. How did Les Miles have that terrible of an offense at LSU with him split out wide all the time?
3: Didn't they also have Jarvis Landry on that team? Yes. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, former Gopher
4: Eric Decker, if you missed it over the weekend, announced yesterday he's retiring. Oh, he was,
1: really? He got cut there?
4: Uh, no, he retired. He, he was with New England. It was not a sure thing he'd make the squad. Caught two catches in the preseason uh, for 12 yards.
1: Heading home to Jesse James, huh? Yeah, it's a tough thing. I haven't seen it. she
3: tweeted about it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs>
3: he will be a future cold spring springer, I bet.
1: I got a hunch. Yeah, if he comes home and spends the summer on upper spunk or something like that. <laughs> but
4: uh, Minnesota United announcing today it's mutually agreed with right back Tyrone Mears to terminate his contract. United picked the 35-year-old England native in the MLS re-entry draft ahead of this season. Played in the 11 games, 10 starts, and holds the distinction of scoring the only goal the Loons have managed against rival sporting KC. Uh, he's dealt with a calf injury, though, this year. That's kept him out of several games. Most recently played on August 18th. Team spokesman said he had a slight injury when he wasn't practicing with the team. Uh, Coach Heath then said Mears would not play in the, this past Saturday's game at Kansas City. John,
1: I got a bone to pick with uh, some of the local media. Yes, <laughs> they're uh, trying to convince us that the United have this long history of n- having no success in Kansas City against Sporting whatever that right. Hell name yep.
4: Is. Sporting KC. Sporting KC.
1: This is year two. They don't have a long history of anything. Okay?
4: They have a short history. They have a short
1: history. They've never scored in Sporting KC. Who cares? They've been here four times. This is not like having, you know, come back and tell me that in 2024, will (laughs) you?
3: That was my favorite thing about the the great run that the Vegas Golden Knights had, as I would continue to say. I think that's the most they've had in franchise yeah, history. Yeah,
1: career high. I love that. I love that one. And, and, you know, a rookie. I love that in a fifth game of a, of a freshman running back season. They say, he set a career high. Okay. <laughs> uh,
4: President Trump tweeting and praising Tiger Woods today after the golfer's <laughs> comments at the Northern Trust on Sunday. Woods was asked about his relationship with Trump following the final round of the Northern Trust. I'm just going to take my headset off. He said, well, I've known Donald for a number of years. We've played golf together. We've had dinner together. I've known him pre-presidency and obviously during his presidency. Uh, Trump responding this morning by saying on Twitter, the fake news media worked hard to get Tiger Woods to say something he didn't want to say. Tiger wouldn't play the game. He is very smart. More importantly, he's playing great golf again so they just
1: asked him about him and donald uh, figures they were trying to get him to say something Correct.
4: bad. yeah him. yeah and okay. the, the only thing tiger really said was
1: so at this point uh donald trump has praised tiger woods this week but not john mccain right it, is it's, this true
4: incidentally in the past half hour uh they put the flag at the white house at half mast okay again, they remembered
1: much pressure today okay all right because okay. it wasn't so, god he's <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> Uh, it, uh Johnny, it's looking yeah. a little foreboding out It here. is, yeah. Yes, yes. But I don't see any wind yet. That's a, that's a good sign.
3: Yeah, it, the radar's a little full, it looked like. Mm-hmm. Does that make you an amateur opth- opth- ophthalmologist? ophthalmologist. Yeah,
4: <laughs> that's right. I <laughs> know uh, Ginobili announced today he is retiring. There had been some question whether or not he would. Was he still signed with the
3: Spurs? Yeah, he had a
4: year left yeah. on his contract okay. worth $2.5 million. Uh, 16 seasons with the Spurs. 1,057 regular season games, 218 playoff games. Uh, He ranks in the franchise's top five all-time in games, points, assists, and steals. Uh, Last year, he averaged 20 minutes a game for the Spurs and uh, averaged 8.9.
1: Thank you, Johnny. You bet. We shall return. This is a Ride with Racy. We're expecting Pete Najarian at 5 o'clock. There's really nobody that I know of that worries more about the safety of their fellow man and woman than me, okay? <laughs> I, I fret about it. So, the uh, MIAC football conference uh, just pa- and soccer and everything else just passed a new rule that... Uh, If there's a lightning... It used to be if there was a lightning strike within eight miles... My goodness. You had to stop the game. Yeah. They've now increased it to 10 miles. So, okay. And it's 35 minutes, right? 10 miles. And the delay's got to be at least a half hour, 35 minutes. Okay. Meanwhile, off here in the distance... (laughs) <laughs> With the prediction of a of a tremendous thunderstorm and the sky becoming more and more foreboding, up they just shut it down.
0: But that might just be the end of this. No, they just went up for a second, so oh, okay. uh, they must have shut
1: it down. Okay. So we got the pull. I don't know what we call this ride. You it's know, the, uh, it's
3: something swing. It's like the giant the, the swing. the giant swing.
1: It's got a big old tower. And then you go up to the top of it. And then you just swing. And they swing you around and you hang on for dear life up there in the sky. (laughs) And that thing was still going as the sky gets uh, uh, worse. But they must have just been told uh, to shut her down because... uh, There were
3: lawyers, I think, down at the bottom saying, "Uh, fellas, let's reconsider uh, here. That that must uh,
1: indicate that there's a uh, lightning strike. Meanwhile... No horns have been sounded out here, though. Do they, do they sound a horn if things are getting bad? Here, you know, that's a good point. Hey, you know what? People will be saying, hey, let us hide inside Mar- Martha's cookie store, and then they'll, <laughs> they'll eat them out of cookies uh, uh, left and right.
3: There. I think I do have that horn. No,
1: that's it. That is that's it. the one. That is the horn. Uh, my grandkids are out here today. I uh, I hope they're not standing there. Told them to something. head for safety. Well, they uh, they they're not going to do what they're told anyway. That's so a good
3: point. Make, Kids don't listen. What difference does
1: make? All right, the New York Times. I get the new Sunday New York Times, and one of the main reasons I get them is again it is about once every once or twice a month they have these stories about goofy sports internationally, right? They had the one uh, six months ago about uh, scuba diving, uh, surfing, not scuba diving, surfing in the North Sea at the top of Norway. Scuba diving? Sc- not scuba diving, surfing. Surfing,
0: surfing. surfing.
1: You know, okay. surfing in, in the North Sea, but way up at the top of uh, Norway. We're damn near to the Arctic Circle, and it's they're cold. surfing. It's cold. Yes, it's cold. And they had some great photos and stuff. And then they had one about uh, playing mud football, mud ball of rugby in Finland. Uh, and that was great too because they gather in this, I think it was Finland, they gather in this faraway place and they basically, they're like Sucha's car. They're, play, they're playing up to their waist in mud. They have this unbelievable thing. This week they had one, an ancient Japanese game, uh, where uh, these teams are divided up and they're trying to capture a pole, an eleven-foot-high pole,
0: okay.
1: and they—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's pretty much been outlawed most places in Japan, but some of the great prep schools still have it and the, there's two teams. There's uh, the attackers from one side and the defenders from another side, and then on the other side of the field, the attackers have defenders, and so there's two games going on at once, but the, uh, you know, one set of attackers is teamed with the other set of defenders. But they damn near kill each other, trying to get to the pole, jumping over each other, doing that. And then the and that's idea, why
0: it's outlawed in certain. Then places. the
1: idea is to defend, is to get the pole as far parallel to the ground as you possibly can, and when it's I don't know how far, a f- two feet from the ground, you win. Really. But they have these pictures of these guys, and all they're wearing. They're they wearing basically cups and they're shirtless and they're oh attacking each other with these crazy Wait cups as looks. in an athletic
3: supporter? Yeah, and okay. they get
1: little shorts okay. over those. Okay. But that's it. They and they come tear assing after each other. The defenders and the attackers knock the hell out of each other. It's uh it's it's goofy.
0: The swing is back up by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what I was wondering if it was... The ride, is that short? I guess so. I guess it is pretty short. God almighty. They might start getting a lot shorter. Not only are they endangering
1: safety, they are not getting their money's (laughs) worth. That's (laughs) right. They might lose their life and they're getting robbed. So it's... it's, uh, But anyway, I can't think... The Japanese, by the way, got more goofy stuff that they do than any country. But this... Capture the pole game is the damnedest thing I've ever seen. So. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, it was uh, – the Times has a big piece on it. They Only the Times – Sports Illustrated used to do stuff like that a lot, but they don't do do That's as so much, much anymore. anymore. It, was, uh, it was fantastic. All right, we're out at the Minnesota State Fair. We're hoping that this uh, – if you're out there in the west suburbs – Call 651-646-8255 <laughs> uh, an and tell us whether we're going to make it to 6 o'clock or not uh, out here or if all hell's going to break loose. That is a foreboding sky, that's for sure. No wind out here yet, though.
0: Not really. It's not really uh, blowing yet. Usually that's kind of <clears> a sign <throat> that something big mm-hmm. is coming when the wind starts to howling. All over there
1: the place. they uh, look at them. They got umbrellas on their head now. Uh, Come on up here, you two. It's time for your words of wisdom. (laughs) Should we do that when we get back really quick, Pat? Okay, one break. break. Yeah, we'll take a break. All right, Luke Dillon uh, from Woodbury is here. He's making his annual trip to the State Fair and... uh, Do you have any uh, words of wisdom here for the uh, people gathered at the Minnesota State Fair as you look ahead to the second grade?
3: Nothing? This kid didn't stop talking during the commercial break. Now you put a microphone in front of him and he gets gunshot. Maybe he
1: didn't hear me. Oh, okay. Do you have any words of wisdom as you enter the second grade, young man? Nope. He's got nothing. (laughs)
3: About the Wild. You must be a big Wild fan. You're a hockey fan. Yeah. Yeah. So do you wild oh.
1: player? My favorite Wild player? Yes. Um Zach Preezy. Well, that's not an original thought. Okay, here's <laughs> Here's your sister. Uh this is Abigail. She's 9. She's entering the 4th grade. What deep thoughts do you have? Um I l- looking forward to going to 4th grade. You mean that or are you just smushing up your teacher? Uh, I mean it. Okay. All right. Hey, be careful out there. The uh, the uh, weather's turning bad here. Uh, thank you for your annual state fair appearance. Okay. All right. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you, were, you wanted to be on the radio, and then you don't have anything to say. What the heck's wrong with you?
2: Yeah, Luke, what the heck Nothing. is wrong with you?
1: Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with you? All right, sir. Thank you.
3: You know, hey, we kind of uh, had Pat right there. What We had the, uh, you know, years ago, we always used to give Joe crap because he had the, the nodding pig farmer guest on, the, on yes, GL a couple right. of years ago. Luke, I think, was imitating that yes, guy. Yes, that's true. Very good impersonation.
1: By the way, do you, uh, did you notice something missing on this Monday show, uh, uh,
3: Chris? Uh, Kenny Olsen not doing traffic a no, couple well, times an no. hour?
1: Manny Hills, four deep thoughts. Oh, man, that's right. That's right. And you know why that is? Man, he's doing four hours with Judd on Mon- Wednesday. He has to save every oh, thought. Oh, boy. <laughs> he has to save every thought he has. It's not four deep thoughts. It's, it's four, four hours, hours of, of thoughts. deep thoughts. Yeah. So uh, we didn't want him to waste any of his deep thoughts today.
3: I'm just glad to see that former uh, former Governor Jesse Ventura in his Baywatch outfit has decided to step up here to the uh, 1500 <laughs> ESPN <laughs> yes, stage. Has.
1: Yes, he has. Uh you know what? My brother was telling me that he was at the Cub Food Store the other day, and he mm-hmm. was kind of tired, and he sat down, and he was looking disheveled, kind of like this guy. Yep. And somebody came up and gave him three bucks. <laughs> he's, he's uh, well, stay right there, or this guy could get rich, man. <laughs> so uh, anyway, hey, go get some rides before the storm hits. All right. <laughs> they both
3: said no. <laughs> no. No, no, thanks. They want to go on rides.
1: <laughs> you it's know, it, it's funny because Pat, I
3: was out here with my kids on Saturday, and neither one of them wanted to go on any rides either. They just wanted to walk around and look at stuff and eat. That's eat. that's okay. basically all they wanted Alrighty. to do when they came out Alrighty.
1: here. All right. See you guys. Uh, that was uh, that was not your. Uh, you're a little more mouthy. Than that. Say goodbye to the fans. Bye, fan. There you <laughs> okay. go. All righty. Uh, what uh, what do we got
3: going here? We Uh we it? got about forty uh fifty seconds to go here soon right, before the Pete top Nijarian of the hour will
1: be with us and uh we'll uh, break down the gopher opener. That shouldn't be much of a problem. And uh Vikings, all kinds of other good stuff. We'll find out what he's up to. And uh and uh, that's going to be it. It'll be fine. I, I'm just Good a little fun. nervous here as the uh, weather turns. It, out. It, it's getting to you, isn't it? I'm worried about the Beach Boys too. I mean, oh, they're man. old, man. They can't run away from that storms. That might startle them a and little bit. And that swing
3: here. ride is still going, man.
0: That's
1: right, <laughs> man. Every buck counts. All right, we'll be back.
3: And uh, make sure you check out everything related to the Minnesota State Fair at 1500 ESPN.